Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. How you doing, salad tossers and waffle makers? This is Billy Persida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. <laughs> waffle makers, you guys are going to understand that in about... Oh, 45 minutes. Uh, hey, how you doing, everybody? Welcome to my show. I'm your host, comedian Billy Presida. If you are new to my program, this is the podcast where on most weeks I like to talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, sexuality, and love. However, this week's guest is a very special one, a fellow stand-up comedian, super funny dude, and all-around nice guy, Brett Druck. And I can't wait to share him with you in a bit. But first, I got some show dates, people. Show dates. Uh, L.A. Horrors. I got a few shows out there, okay? Um, Sunday, April 3rd, I'm going to be at Muse on 8th. April 5th, I'm at The Dime Bar. April 7th, I'm at Hyperion Tavern, okay? And then I'm back in New York City on Sunday night, April 10th, for Comedy Fight Club at Lovecraft, all right? Uh, that's actually a very special one. I'm going to be doing a roast battle with a uh, with a woman i used to sleep with so this is going to get very interesting maybe a little preview of her episode of the man Whore podcast one day so do that's free come out to it at lovecraft on avenue b at 9 30 sunday april 10th also los angeles folks okay we got a date we got a place wednesday april 6th at the dark room on melrose Okay, I'm going to go there around like 7 p.m. before it gets too crazy. Come, swing by, hang out, have a have a few drinks, have some laughs, hang out, let's take a selfie. Uh, please don't make me hang out by myself, that would be sad. <laughs> so, um, yes, Wednesday, April 6th. If you can't make any of those shows, uh, do come out. If you can make the shows, still come out. It'll, it'll be a good time. Y'all can meet each other. <laughs> I know I said a different bar in the mass email. Uh, I have since changed that. I apologize. So now, uh, how am I doing? Things are good, people. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for my trip to Los Angeles. It's just like a lot of work. Uh, it's a little stressful getting things together. I'm, I've got, <laughs> you know, I've got guests who are saying they're going to do it. Then, you know, they're having second thoughts and then they're doing it again. It's, you know, you got to do a little, fin- little finessing with some of these ladies. One of them in particular doesn't even remember who I am. She she has no recollection of our hookup. And so I'm trying to convince her that that means she is the perfect person to do a podcast with. I'm so interested in like what is going on uh, in her life now and what was going on then that caused her to have a random man from the internet over in a state which I now have found out was a, a very drunk one. Had no idea. I want to know about it. So working on it. But I got some great guests lined up, both uh, past partners, friends, and uh, insanely special guests. I'm I'm super excited. But I'm not going to spill the beans. You're just going to have to wait and see who who they are. <laughs> Another thing that excited me was uh, I, di- I did something. I don't know if I invented it. I probably did not invent this. But, you know, I, I invite you to share this idea and concept with your friends. I was out with, uh, with again, we're calling her Smitten A, and I uh, had a very lovely evening. We, we went out. We were watching the NCAA games. We were having some burgers. We were having some drinks. And so after our dinner, 
we went to a place next door and we had pizza for dessert. Pizzert. Pizzert. It is a magical thing. Just when you think you can't stuff more food inside of your fat face. Yes, we can. 2008. Yes, we can. Took, took her to my favorite pizza place, Joe's, and we, and we had ourselves some white pizza. And it was, oh, something I shall definitely save uh, for. A, that is definitely a, like a special thing for someone. I, I don't want pizza to be a normal everyday occurrence. I, mean, I want that to be just for special occasions. Anniversaries, wedding proposals, and uh, after the Jets win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Special occasions. This week's episode of the Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Adam and Eve. Let me ask y'all a question. Are you getting enough? Well, I bet you'd like to get some more, right? Well, AdamandEve.com wants to give you more, okay? They want to give you 10 free gifts. Why? Because they're crazy. And they're awesome. Check it out. First, they want to give you a sexy surprise for her. Second, a specially selected toy for him. And a third, well... The third one we know is something you're both going to enjoy. Plus, you're going to get six full-length adult movies, adult DVDs. Oh, and what's number 10? That's a great question. Well, number 10 is free shipping on your entire order. So what do you have to do to get your 10 free gifts? It's not hard. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything else you may desire. Just enter offer code MANHOR at checkout, and you'll get all 10 free gifts. Go check out adamandeve.com today, select one item, and get 10 free gifts, including free shipping when you enter offer code MANHOR. Again, uh, the company has requested that I spell it out, M-A-N-W-H-O-R-E, at adamandeve.com. And now this week's guest, everybody, is Brett. Uh, Brett Druck. So, so funny. Um, I've known the guy for uh, quite a good amount of time, many years at, at this point here in the New York City comedy scene, uh, even though he's, he's a Jersey boy himself, just like me. You know, he just always seemed like a good guy. And anyone who's a good guy to me, I, I kind of tend to assume is also a bit of a good guy to the ladies. And I'm pretty sure I'm not wrong. Uh, although we have an inter- we right away start off about how, uh, some people are good people who can act like bad people. Hi, yours truly right here. And there are bad people who can act like good people. No one is just one or the other. Uh, But he is also a single straight white man. The white part seems to be irrelevant. I don't know why that came out. Um, I I guess all those adjectives tend to kind of roll together uh, when they're coming out of my face. But uh, he's also a single guy, so I wanted to talk about him, uh, his his dating life, what what he's up to. He seems really straight-laced, so it's like, I don't know, does he have some kind of like kinky, wild thing he's hiding? Why don't you listen to this week's episode to find out? So turn the volume up, relax yourselves, and say, yes, Quain, to comedian Brett Druck. Yeah, I don't think I've done, an, I don't, I don't think I've done enough crazy things. No. Yeah. Do you want to do crazy things? Um, sure. I just don't live a lifestyle that would ever open me up to them. Like I've mm. I've experienced them. I, like I went to Vegas for my brother's bachelor party, and I was like, I lived that thing. But I just I don't go out that often. I don't like bars because right. I I like conversation, and you can't really have those in bars usually. 
So I'm just never, and I don't drink a lot. So I think you have to really, if you want to get into like crazy situations, you have to kind of be open up to those experiences. I am going on the road a lot this year, though, so we'll see. Oh shit, that that should uh, surely open you up to some stories. Yeah, especially depending who you're. Are you middling for people? I guess. Yeah, uh, depending who you're middling for would you know deem what kind of stories they end up being. Like one like, time I did a show and I had a happy ending massage. I was in Louisville, Kentucky. And I got a happy ending massage like during the week. And then a couple days later, she came to the show with friends. Like afterwards, she waved me out. She's like, Billy, Billy, see, I came. I'm like, oh, hi. You're like, me too. <laughs> yeah, me too. That was part of the service. Um, wow, that's awesome. So she, I, that's, it's interesting that uh, did you, she, she really enjoyed the happy ending. And that's why she was like so interested in coming. Or Well, just I'm very chatty when I get him. If I get a chatty masseuse and. <laughs> Because I can be as chatty or not chatty as I want. So if I get a chatty masseuse, because so when she, you're, she's jerking you off and you're like, we're having working on this other bit. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm <working on> this. <laughs> I got an idea for a sitcom. It's like, what do you? It's more of a dramedy. Uh. <laughs> it's like, shh, I'll come to your show. You can tell me then. <laughs> well, just when I when I get a if I get like a a body rub and they're chatty and we talk like, what do you do? I you know I do stand up or I have, now it's like I have this podcast also and. Right. It's just something they don't maybe hear all the time, so mm. they want to talk about it. Because it's a long you. time if I'm doing a 60 or 90-minute massage to like not talk to somebody. Like One time I told her, like, oh, I do stand-up, and she said, oh, I used to have uh, a comedian client way back when, uh, Jimmy Norton. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the, this mouth also sucked Jim Norton's dick. This is amazing. <laughs> this is great. Best massage of my life. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird, weird way to be a fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so uh, this is the time I'll say uh, I'm here with a, someone I'm a fan of, uh, comedian Brett Druck. Thank you. Uh, big fan of you. Not only Thanks, are you super man. funny, but you're you're also what I'd consider a good guy. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm not a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. I've certainly been a bad guy, but... Yeah? Uh, well, I mean, I feel like everybody... You know, they have moments in your life. If you if you just focus on those moments, it would seem like you're a bad guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've certainly been a dick. But um, I'm overall trying to not be. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that I was, feel that was vague. I, no, it's fine. <laughs> I I feel like we have similar sensibilities when it comes to, like women and dating. Yeah, I think we have similar uh, just people in general. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's definitely the case. Um, yeah. Well, well, thanks. Yeah. This this is good. This Thanks is for good having time. me. This is fun. Sorry, yeah. I don't know what need I'm to, doing. Need to plug anything? That's like, no. Oh, um, yeah, but, follow yeah. me on Twitter. <laughs> Thanks for having uh, me. So, but you're you're also you're also a single guy. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a single guy. We treat women well, I I, I assume, and uh, and yet we're still single dudes. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely. Uh, I, I I do debate sometimes whether it's just easier to be a it's definitely easier to be a dick and it right. does yield results, but I just can't bring myself to do that. It's a weird line though. Cause sometimes I, I'm not, a, I'm not a total asshole, so I won't just lie to you and then hook up with you and then disappear. Yeah. But also, uh, being like a good person, actually connecting with people also kind of brings you into this world where you often, uh, have an expectation of a relationship or, or it feels, it feels like you're getting into a relationship when, uh, it's not even just because you're the, yeah. uh, being a good person and being, nice and listening to the person it, it all of a sudden it's like oh this guy is it's serious and i don't know sometimes i don't it's, always want that it's weird that the threshold is so low at this point that's like a guy who listened to me talk for 10 minutes right. becomes you know husband material 
Like right, no one's exactly. ever done that. I've someone I'm seeing. I do a lot. I do some sweet things for her. I compliment her a lot. You know, like if it's text, I might say like "hello, gorgeous," or say you know I call her beautiful when it's an appropriate time, not just in the middle of whenever. Or when I left her place last time, I left like some cute post-it notes in her room because she left and let me sleep in. And I, on my way, I left some cute post-it notes in her room. Left, and she just said like, "No one has ever done anything like this before." You're thoughtful. I'm thoughtful, but like right. I've even brought out the big guns. You know, like I've got fucking sweet atomic bombs of like cuteness i haven't even unleashed right and but so like the threshold for her of like a good guy who says nice things to her is like the threshold for like oh this is a wonderful person i'm like yeah it's it's interesting well there's so many i mean there are so many dicks yeah out there like what shit bags did you date yeah the hardest part about dating now is is because there are so many dickheads that kind of use swipe dating um to their advantage to like they will lie to women and then and then fuck them and leave them. The women are so guarded. They're so guarded that you have to take – it takes so much time to just convince them that you're not a rapist. <laughs> and then you can meet up and then prove that you're like a good person to see if you connect. But it's like so much effort because of all the, the bad track record for, for dickheads. And for me, I just end up – you know, if someone's going to be that skeptical, I'm just going to be like, look, my you have my whole public identity. You can search it. Uh, if you're going to be so skeptical, I don't even want to date you. Like, right. I can't date someone who says, oh, my God, like we're meeting on the Internet. I hope you don't murder me. I'll be like, you're a hack. You're right. a dating hack. Right. I'm not interested right. anymore. Yeah, I actually went, I was, I went on a date with this girl and, and we like connected and we talked on the first date. We talked about her like actual psychiatric problems, like her anxiety and stuff like that. We went into real deep stuff like yeah. um, the um, – the simulation theory and how it's like messed with her and how she's like having trouble empathizing with people because she feels like this all projected reality. And I went, right. I kind of like went in deeper to it and like kind of made her feel better about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went, yeah. I, I, we were, I went on this podcast on the date now. Um, great podcast, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we went into it and like, I really feel like we had like a, a real therapy session. We were talking for hours and hours and it was like, there wasn't even time to make a move because we were so into the conversation um and it was like a really good connection and then um so we were talking about podcasts and stuff like that and i felt like we really hit it off and uh at that point i feel like it's it felt like we'd been on five dates in one date so we had a plan and uh to get together and then i was like well you know why don't we just you know be fun like why don't we do like an old-timey thing because we were talking about how we love podcasts right like you know how people would like listen to a radio as an event i was like why don't we listen to a podcast together i was like just come over to my apartment and we'll just listen to a podcast. I haven't done anything sexual with like I haven't even I gave her a hug goodbye. It was just you proposed it was, podcast and chill. Yeah, well, but <laughs> but I it was just it was so clear that I was and she was like, um, but just to be clear, like nothing's gonna happen, right? And I was like, yeah, no, totally. Um, I was like, just it's just convenient because we don't we can't like listen to a podcast in a bar. It's like yeah, I guess we could, but it's just be more comfortable. We can you know we can have drinks there like it'll be cheaper we can order in whatever food we want um i just thought it was like a fun thing and yeah. convenient and it's, uh, it's an interesting date idea i've never heard and that. i totally so i totally understand her hesitations but then i was like so that's not gonna happen and then she just like made me reaffirm that like f- two or three more times and i it like it bothered me so much that i i just ended it wow because i just i was like how many times i was like trust me no expectations. Actually, she only hinted at the fact that the, that she was like concerned about there being expectations. Right. And I was like, if this is your concern, don't worry. Like, this is just convenience, and like, I just want to have a good time, and I think this is a fun date. Yeah. And uh, she was like, "Are you sure?" 
And that like really, it just like rubbed me the wrong way. I'm like, how, I just am tired of yeah. proving that I'm not a rapist. It's like, it <laughs> sucks so much. But I mean, I understand the the hesitations, but there, there's also like reading people and right. understanding like genuine connection and stuff like that and kind of forsaking it for your neurotic concerns. It's gotten to the point that some women won't even believe that a guy isn't just trying to bang them. I used to... I used to have a hard rule. Now it's like more of a softer guideline. But I used to have a hard rule from about junior, senior year of college uh, until a couple years ago where I would not fuck anyone the first time I hook up with them. It was like a hard rule I had. It was just to prevent me from having one night stands I would later regret. So just give me like a night to sleep on. Do I really want to fuck this person or not? Right. And anytime I would go up to someone's place or if I met for a first drinks but it was clear that it was like a sexual hey let's meet for drinks i'd say hey if we go back cool fun awesome but we are not gonna fuck i'm cool for fooling around but i don't fuck on first encounters so if you want to fuck me like just gotta invite me back and all women sometimes would be like whatever like they think i'm just saying that to Mm. make them think it's as if like the douchebags like to combat the douchebags some nice guys evolved to learn how to say oh you know don't worry i'm not gonna try to fuck you when we go upstairs i know that you're thinking that and then the douchebags evolved to be like oh i gotta be like that guy because there are guys who are saying that and it works for them and if i do that maybe i could then fuck them and now women are they've evolved to have to combat that guy yeah it sucks it's like that episode of friends where uh chandler's that they're trying to figure out whether uh chandler and monica are dating yeah and they're trying to get phoebe to seduce chandler and they keep going like they know we know we know they know <laughs> it's a great episode um but uh yeah man it's it's confusing and then I, the worst part about it though was when i was ending things with her i didn't want to be like i didn't want to be the guy in uh i forget what movie it is high fidelity i think it is uh john, john cusack, cusack yeah. where he like this is high fidelity of the podcast so i mean <laughs> um yeah i guess oh yeah i guess it kind of is but it's the first girl where she doesn't sleep with him so he breaks up with her and then she just fucks the first dude ever and i didn't want to be like listen you were so hesitant when i i felt like it was a betrayal of of our actual connection and i already affirmed and i didn't really need to affirm because i felt your hesitation it's almost an insult it's like well that means that you're still not trusting me right and then i don't want to be like well, we had this genuine connection. Now I ruined it for her. Now she's going to go trust some douchebag who's going to fuck her over. So that, that was the worst part about like ending it. It's like, I feel I like on the one hand, I, I want you to be safe. On the other hand, like I just can't handle this right now. It's yeah, just like, it's makes not me your feel, job. makes me feel shitty. Yeah. It's not your job to represent all the nice guys. It's your job to represent Brett. Right. It's not a job good, to represent way to Billy. Look at it. Yeah. I don't have time to deal with all your thoughts and projections of what I might end up being. Cause I'm yeah. going to try not to project all my, some, cause some women, and fairly so. Well, you were saying like, oh, it just sucks when they keep. I'm trying to convince them I'm not a rapist, and like part of my head goes like, oh man, it also those sucks like getting raped. Like that that that's a it totally real does. concern. Like, but like at the same time, I'm not mad at the women. I'm just mad at the state of dating. Yeah, the state of. I'm dating. not really mad. I'm just kind of just like, ah, oh, this stinks. Yeah, I guess I gotta keep swiping till I find somebody <laughs> who's a little more relaxed. Yeah, until the douchebags stop learning the cheat. I hate that we have to know what the cheat codes are. That we have to keep thinking that game instead of just being ourselves. We have to be thinking about, well, what are they thinking I might be like because of what some other guy treated her as. I just want to just be myself. I don't want to keep like throwing in code words to let them know, oh, it's this cool. Let me just be me. Yeah, but I I mean, also first, it's like you just, that's just people though. Because you can't be totally honest up front with all your thoughts to begin with. So you do have to be aware of people giving you kind of signals and stuff like that and that that you know that's being like a good 
date in general is yeah. like picking up on, you know, nonverbal communication and why their hesitations are. So it's just like in our nature yeah. is just to be aware of their, their possible concerns yeah. and try and address them and, and all that jazz. But, uh, it's so much easier to just be a douchebag. Sometimes I want to it do is. that. I would, sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I just lie to women and then just uh, fuck them and then, and then screw it yeah. and, you know, look the other way. But I, I did that in college and it, it made me feel like a shitbag. You were a douchebag in college? Yeah, I, I hooked up with a lot of girls and then. Well, I hooked up with a lot of girls, but I wasn't a D bag about it, I think. Well, so Until would, someone would, comes on this podcast and says otherwise. <laughs> I would help, hook up with the girls and then immediately after I would send them an AIM message that goes, so that last night was just a hookup, right? Oh. And. That's oh, so shitty. Oh. Um, and like the girl like has to say yes. <laughs> she can't be like, no. She's like, oh, I guess so. But I would never, I wouldn't give any indication. I mean, I was young and I was, I wanted to get laid. Um, but yeah, I definitely, uh, ever since then, uh, kind of reformed myself. And uh, it's so, and it's also just, it's awkward to have those one night stands where you're not actually connected with somebody. Yeah. If you just want to fuck them. Um, it's like as, as soon as you come, it's like really fucking awkward. Yeah, and I hate that. So I don't, I don't really, I don't really get down with that anymore. The thing that made that exciting for me was because women weren't interested in me for so long. <clears throat> there was a long period of time where it was just a novelty that women wanted to just fuck me or wanted to fuck me on the first night mm. because like women were just so unattainable that I thought like, oh wow, this person wants to fuck me. That's crazy. And then I would, and that was exciting. So I wouldn't feel so disgusting afterwards because I'd be like, I'd be like patting fifteen-year-old Billy on the back. Right. But now I'm just I'm past that. You know, I'm over yeah. That's, it. it was a similar thing. It was like I also just didn't understand that at that point in my life. I didn't understand like what love was. I didn't understand mm-hmm. what actual connection was. So I didn't even think it was possible. I thought love and and that stuff was just made up stuff for to sell shit. Right. Um, but then I mean, it is. Once, but, <laughs> it is. But I mean, love yeah. is an actual thing. Like you can actually connect with people, even if I'm just talking about the chemical process of love. It is a, a real thing that happens if you open yourself up to it. And uh, once I like actually had a girlfriend and actually fell in love, I was like, oh, this is way better. Right. Uh, my my another testament to my my opinions of you is that when i threw my speed dating event for the speed dating podcast which people may remember episode 97 or something um i had to have like seven other guys go on these speed dates so it wasn't like a weird right like depressing version of the bachelor uh i'd have them actually meet other dudes right. so i you were the only one who's like a personal friend who i invited ah uh, well yeah. th- there was a ton I, of comics I, there right no it was just you was no, it? there had to be at least one of the comics because the girls kept going, oh, another comedian or something like that. Well, because I'm a comedian. Uh, they all knew that I was a comedian was. and they knew that they were going to be on a podcast. I feel like there was maybe one other comedian. There's no? one other guy. He goes to open mics. Uh, but I asked uh, him before. I said, how do you? Because I didn't want to have a bunch of comedians. Sure. Because I didn't want that. I didn't want one subject them to so much self-hatred. That's like not nice to the girls. <laughs> like how many sad men can I introduce them to? Right. <laughs> but it was like. Uh, you know, if I'm inviting famous guys and I look like a schlub or like guys who work full time all the time as a comedian, I look like a schlub. If I have a mm. bunch of open micers, that's kind of, I don't know that, that makes you look like a schlub. I think, I think it elevates it, you. Yes. And no. Well, cause if they ask, do you have a day job? And then I got to say that it just, if like I'm right. putting myself next to this, if I had invited Dan Soder, let's pretend, right. But you e- e- even if you're the only guy with a day job and then it's a Dan Soder and and Krista Stefano, obviously, sure, you sure. know, whoever, just people of, the, of that status. Yeah. You're still the guy running it. So it's still cool. 
you know okay fair you're 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 king of the it sort of it only elevates you in that All situation. Right. that's what i would argue I didn't, I didn't think about that yeah but that was my thought process then and so i didn't want to have a bunch of dudes calling themselves comedians but you were on a level where it was like yeah he's way more talented than me but like he's not like you're you're not that's super famous yet um <laughs> uh yeah well i don't really want to be super famous ever and then i so i said this guy brendan he he responded to my my facebook post and he's like hey this thing looks interesting i was like oh i see my mics and then i said well how do you like when people say what do you do do you say you're accountant first or do you say comedian first instead of accountant i was like perfect uh but he's also like a total douchebag like we're uh. friendly but with women like every woman after the speeding event was like he was a fucking horror show Oh, like, wow. One girl told me that he checked his watch at, during the date to be like, is the five minutes up yet? Wow. Yeah. Uh, every conversation for me, I felt like, I was like, ah, oh, it's got to end now. We were just getting <laughs> Except for there were one, oh, one of the girls was a comic. Two of the girls right, were right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was thinking. One was like, one's like a newer comic, Kristen. The other one, um, TJ, she's like, a, she's done things. She's right. going back on the road right now. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and so Brendan was right before me, so it would make me look. Amazing. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, you that... were before me, so it made me look amazing. Yes, yes, correct. <laughs> um, well, but but you, and I think I told you this, use of the, let's say, three to five women I've spoken to since the event, you were consistently the one. Everyone was like, yeah, it was probably you and Brett or just Brett that they would have gone out with again. Yeah, I got a e- few emails. Yeah, you were you were a hit at the at the event. It was yeah, it was fun. It was also no pressure because I think I think I got to totally be myself because one, I was super exhausted and jet lagged and uh, just like running on on coffee. And the other thing was because it was your thing and I was just doing you a favor. I really was like, I wasn't put. I was like putting myself out there, but I wasn't. You know. Right. Because I, it's not like I'm here to date. I'm like, I'm doing Billy a favor. You didn't have $35 It'll be invested f- in it. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a fun experience. So I just, I'm like, kind of, I, I think that that's, that's part of it. It's just like, you know, it's as if you've done, you know, three shows uh, where you just bombed your face off and then, and then you're doing another show immediately after those three. You're like, you have the set of your life sometimes because you just like don't care. Okay. You're like, you I don't have know. Fun. Yeah. And then you get to be you. Yeah, you're not trying to impress them as much as yeah. Exactly. Did you end up meeting up with anyone afterwards? No, I emailed with uh, one girl who, the girl I talked to at the end. Yeah, yeah, and uh, she like has a flip phone, so email was the only way to get back. <laughs> but it was so funny because we like connected, and she was like, "You're not really my type," but I'm like, "I'm kind of into you." And it was really interesting. Y'all then, talked for like a half hour after the thing ended. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed talking to her, but the, I didn't. I was kind of like, "Well, I would still." You know, date you, I, th- I think. But then when I didn't realize when we stood up, she was like so much taller than me. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, I, I can't now. They, I've Tall women are just, it's weird. It's a very weird, uh, I don't know how I feel when a tall, attractive woman, I'm like, you're a, a tall, a hot monster, I call them. <laughs> yeah, like, I, don't know, I don't know whether to run or uh, I got to slay you in some way, but I'm not sure <laughs> whether it's to slay you or, you know, slay your pussy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I like about you because uh, when you say the phrase uh, "slay your pussy," it doesn't. Does that feel natural? No, it felt super unnatural. Feels unnatural out of my mouth too, and I'm like, okay, (laughs) because I think if I had said "slay that pussy," it would have felt more natural, and that's why I chose to go with "slay your pussy" because that feels really, really wrong. I'm big. I'm big on saying whatever is I feel like is the wrongest thing. I've been saying "yas queen" a lot. Yas queen. Yeah. (laughs) Why? Because I feel like there's no time do you for a say straight it, man do to you, say. It. Do you say it with with a voice? Do you go like? Yeah, I text it a lot. Oh, you text a lot. But I think 
I think with my roommate, I'll do the. I'll be like, "Yes, queen." Uh, <laughs> but I'll. Th- but I think it's funnier to just not put the, that into it at all. To just be like, "Oh, yes, queen." <laughs> just like it's a meeting. <laughs> so strange. Wait, so, so do you do you face that a lot with the? Is it that you're you're unattracted to the woman when she's taller, or that? I don't know. I I really don't know. I have like mixed feelings about it. Because I, I know it's, it's like a public thing that like tall women sometimes will say, "I can't fuck a, I can't date or fuck a shorter guy." Right. Oh, and I think a lot of guys feel that too. It's not necessarily intimidated. It's just I literally don't. I feel I think more attracted to shorter women, definitely. Mm-hmm. But I'm still attracted to tall women. But I just if they're sitting down, I, I may, maybe it is an intimidation thing. But I don't really feel. I don't feel intimidated. I don't, I don't know. It's it's a very weird feeling. Mm. I, I wish I could describe it. I wish I could be like, it's oh, it's just genetic or something. I'm, like I can usually tell when it's my animal instincts versus my my intellectual instincts, but I don't even know what it is about tall women. I'm definitely attracted to tall women. Yeah. I tried to go out with a tall woman uh, recently. A comic matched with me. Uh-huh. A very, very pretty girl. Any, anyone and, I know? Uh, I won't name. I won't you name her. But then, she, yeah, she matched with me on, on Bumble. And then you I wanna, was like. You want to name but beep? Uh, no. Okay, fine. <laughs> but then, uh, she seemed hesitant, I guess. Maybe she wasn't looking or she just was like, who's this hot guy? And then she's like, oh, I know him. <laughs> right, right. Hold on, hold on. Is it, is it that person? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've matched with another tall comic that you didn't mention. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. A lot of tall female comedians. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I could, I don't even know if I could date a comic. So I don't, I don't know. It's just fun to, I mostly swipe because it's like a game. It's just like, it's just validation. Yeah. I, I, I meet up with people so rarely. Well, you get the, that, that hit of whatever, dopamine, serotonin, whatever yeah. it is. You get that chemical boost every time there's a match. That's yeah. why I got, I'm off of, when I'm not needing to meet anyone new, I don't even sign on to Tinder. I right. sign on if it says you've been removed until you sign back on because when I'm not using it, I put the, I put the podcast like cover art as my main thing. Right. So free advertising. But That's otherwise... Smart. I don't do it because then I'm going to be so hooked on it. Right. And I, you know, I have an addictive personality where I, I sure. need that, whether it's like gambling or whatever. I need something that gives me that, that buzz. Right. And I'll just fucking be on there and I'll be, I'll just be trying to get phone numbers. And so I got to, I got to get off if I don't need it. Mm. You know? Yeah. 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 I, it's, it's such a, I don't know. The, 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 the yield in return is so small for the amount of time put into it. You got to get better at it. I feel like I don't put a lot of time in. Um. <laughs> I just feel like uh, it's not. It's not necessarily the um, like I'll get a number, but then the 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 biggest thing is coordinating schedules. Right. That part just always. I'm like, especially with stand up. Yeah, with stand up, and then yeah, it's just uh, it's like yeah, it's it's tough. And then I'm like, oh, you can come to this show. It's like a relaxed show. It's like a show that would be fine meeting. And I, and I also don't like telling them that I'm a comedian because then they think you're a clown. And They don't yeah. know from your profile? I just wrote that I'm a writer. You, just wrote, you don't have a picture of you with a microphone? I think I do, but it could be. I could be singing karaoke or whatever. You never know. So they, a lot of, uh, I was talking to a girl today and she was like, uh, I was telling her I was doing podcasts and I forgot to tell her that she, I'm a comedian. Um, because we had, you know, we gotten phone numbers and stuff like that. We were beyond that point where she should know. And I was telling her about podcasts and she was like, wait, you do a lot of podcasts? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a comedian. Oh, she yeah. had no idea. She's like, wow, like you're just, must be big in the podcast circuit. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, it's weird that you do a lot of those. Do you get paid? Do you get paid for doing all those podcasts? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, even the podcasts don't get paid for doing the podcasts. Uh, it's, it's hard work. It's yeah. Trying. Yeah. <laughs> you're using Patreon, right? 
I use Patreon. Big fan of the Patreon people. Patreon.com. Oh, is that how it's pronounced? Podcast. Whoops. Oh, don't worry. In my Patreon welcome video, I think I do mispronounce it. Nice. <laughs> Took me a long time. Yeah, I think you know, Patreon's cool, man. I think that's the future of everything. That's a great for, way to do it. For artists. Yeah. I mean, cool. Kickstarter really started all that in Indiegogo, but those are just the one-time joints. I think right. this is a great... You know what I like about it? I get to interact with my listeners every month because, for example, if you're at like one uh, at the second level, uh, I will send you... I send you the, the Manhor Podcast condoms, right? But you also get every month you get a letter from me. It's a letter mm. from me. It has a dirty haiku I write for that month. That's um, cool. Yeah. I, I like to scribble things on the mar- like marginalia. To make it seem like it's personalized, but I've done that on every single one. Um, but you think, just ruined the illusion on the podcast. But I think they know because, like, in the first couple, like, I, I'll write, I'll list, I'll write squiggles, circles, an arrow at that, and it just says like this makes it seem personalized. Oh, okay, yeah, that's that's um, cheek. And they get that every month from me. Or, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's so cool to see people who like something that you're doing they appreciate what you bring to the table and they're like yeah i'll put a dollar a month to that or, or whatever it is and uh and and there's no in-between person there's nobody reaping the profits it's just you kind of collaborating with your audience yeah and uh you can you, you know that we're just starting on the the frontier of this now and this kind of change in, in the way things work but i think that like audiences and artists can kind of really col- they they can do really cool stuff now like yeah. i mean if you imagine these people stay with you and you get more people who kind of dig your vibe, if you're doing that for the next 10 years, you guys could really kind of find a middle ground of, of what you're creating and what you're bringing to the table and, and what they want. And, and I think you can, you can do really cool stuff. I'm pretty excited to see uh, where that goes with, with just art in general. Yeah. I love that. Like all sorts of people are doing it. There's artists like you, you're pay, you're pledging a certain amount for each, you know, mural I make or each music video or each podcast or web right. series, you know? Because there's just so much, like, from from the time that an artist has an idea and wants to bring it to the table, traditionally, they have to go through so many levels with so many people who have the control for the funding that... Who aren't, aren't even in art. They're they not even creative people. They know nothing about art. They just know about numbers and ratings and analytics and stuff yeah. like that. And they just look at the numbers and they don't see the big picture and they'll just be like, okay, well, we'll fund this if you change this to this thing that I think matters. Uh, if you make it like a teenage romance interest and somebody's like, I'm trying to make a, like a sci-fi thriller, it doesn't fit in my script. And then, like, but they're like, this is the only way I can get yeah. it made. Like Gary Shandling, uh, rest in peace, you know, recently yeah. passed, but there was that story about how I think it was ABC said they would put the Larry Sanders show on, but they said, you can't talk to the camera. You could talk to a dog. Like, will you talk right. to a dog? And he was like, no, I'm not going to talk to a dog. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a hard position to be in as a struggling artist. And now with the, this kind of format, you don't really have to do that. It's like, you could be like, hey, I have this idea. I want to make it. And then it's like, here's money. Do that. Yeah. And then it just happens. And it's, it's kind of more pure. Definitely. I love that. Yeah. You're, you're quite the creator yourself. You are, you're a creator of words. Yeah, I I'm think a, of. Yeah. I'm a, right, right. I, I write a, a lot of, uh, a lot of good, jokes. A lot of great tweets. <laughs> Thanks, man. Get, I mean, <laughs> I, had a, I had a pretty good one today. Yeah. What was it? Was it? A, it was about, uh, you ever heard somebody say like, you're a lover. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Yeah. Like, is that, has that ever deterred anybody from a fight? Somebody's like, well, I want to punch your face <laughs> in, but I guess you could just rub my back. <laughs> I feel like I, if, if I was like, I'm going to fight, if I was going to fight somebody and they were like, I'm a lover, not a fighter, I'd be like, I'm not offering you alternatives. <laughs> I'm so What do you get you. the fuck out of here with that? <laughs> It's like fine, you don't have to fight me, but you're gonna have to fuck me. Yeah, it's like, that's not a that's not another the other option. <laughs> uh, yeah, 
Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I try to write a lot. I've, I've been slacking recently because I'm just trying to get my life in order. I, I was like all over that social media content for like a year and a half. Yeah, and then, you said you weren't dating for that whole time? Yeah, I was just concentrating on my career. Um, I cut out all of my social life. My family didn't see me. Um, but Let me uh, tell you, you don't, have, you don't have to have a career to, to cut your family out of your life. Let me tell you personally. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Are you not close to your family? I've, you know, I've been distancing. Okay. Um, but, wait, so were you, were you having sex during that year and a half? I think I had like an occasional fling um, that just kind of fell into my lap. Oh, I did this whole thing. That's of, usually how having sex works. One of the things. Falling yeah. into the lap at some point. Right, right. Yeah, that, that's a good position. Um, if you get a chair with no armrests. Ah. Dynamite. Um, yeah, no, I, I I posted this thing where I went on. I just was tired. I didn't have time to like do the, I'm not a rapist for a long time, and then maybe we'll actually meet up thing. So I just got frustrated with it. And I'm just frustrated with the online dating culture in general. I feel like the fact that there's so many options means there's no stakes involved, so nobody is patient with anything. Like if if you don't text me back in an hour, then I've already I'm like I normally I just have to deal with that and the anxiety and like kind of learn to be a person on my own and stuff like that. But now I'm just like I could just swipe and get validated in the meantime until you swipe me. I could just start this rebound in case you never text yeah. me back. And I, that's I don't think that's good. Anyways, but I got frustrated with it, so I just made my uh, OK Cupid profile. Um, like pictures of me, like holding a fish tank, just like shirtless, making like crazy American psycho eyes. And uh, I filled out the whole profile as like a guy who's like a serial killer, killer trying to not be a serial killer, trying to date. <laughs> and uh, I messaged all these women's and I'd be like, you know, like, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, okay, I'll go first. Like, oh no, what's your favorite ice cream flavored? Uh, is it chocolate or severed limb? No, you're not going to answer. Okay, I'll go first. I'll give you a hint. Not chocolate. <laughs> so I posted a bunch of those. And then this girl who I had talked to like many years before and nothing, we we just kind of flirted and then nothing came of it. She, I guess, was like into the serial killer thing because <laughs> she was like messaging me and He's like dangerous. lived close by. And then she was like, yeah, let's meet up and bring your knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, uh, I feel like she was disappointed that I wasn't as much of a serial killer in real person. But uh, yeah, we fucked and it was nice. It was nice. It was nice. I had I had these <laughs> Christmas lights on, and I was like, "Oh, it's perfect! I could use these. I never turn these on." It was like, yeah. But a year and a half, and now you're back into the the dating world. Yeah, I'm getting back into it. And you said you were telling me earlier the the transition's kind of rough. It is. I'm. I'm. I mean, well, one, the culture is rapidly changing, right. so I don't really know what's going on. Um, and two, it's just even if the culture stayed the same, it's like it's unnatural. I was like, all my free time was spent writing and creating content and um looking up you know social media techniques and stuff just like stupid bullshit stuff that would help me with my career and uh it's just foreign you know you lose some of your confidence and um yeah it's just like it's, it's a hard transition to get back into hmm. i kind of want to delete all my apps and just like go go just start going out to bars and stuff like that but that's so much time and money but do it i mean it doesn't have to be a bar so i i think you, I, you, I have such bad approach anxiety. you don't have to go to i mean me too but you don't have to go to a bar to to go approach someone you can do it in a bookshop or a coffee shop yeah. i feel like you would you would look i mean me i feel like i would just seem awkward as, as fuck but you I'd, i can imagine just it would seem eloquent it would be like oh my god this guy this is like novel this is like a throwback it's not even Thursday, but he's just coming and talking to me at a at a coffee shop. I do kind of feel like because 
dating is so accessible from an online standpoint and there's no stigma with it anymore. Right. I do feel like probably meeting people in person is way more novel. Mm. Um, but I do have, because I've been out of it for so long, I do yeah. have pretty bad anxiety about it. The, the few times that I've had the courage to say something to somebody and like on the subway, it'd be like, cool shoes. You said that to people on the subway. I can't do that. I did it once, but it was just, it was just felt right. And I was like, I mean, I was definitely anxious, but I was like, I just said cool shoes. And then we got into a nice chat. Uh, huh. and, uh, I didn't get her number and then I never saw her again, but, ah. uh, yeah, it, it, it's worked out well when I've done it, but I'm just, I just still get the anxiety. My, I think my anxiety, if I want to talk to someone at a, if I think someone's attractive at a bar, I, I don't go talk to them. Cause I'm always thinking of that Louis CK bit. Where it's like they must be thinking what I'm thinking, which is the only honest thing I could say to her is, I want to fuck your face. Like that's <laughs> that's that Louis bit. And I'm just like, yeah, that's right now. I don't know. I don't even know if I want to have sex with you. But I know like I'd, I'd accept a blowjob from her. That's the only uh, objective thing I know. Right. <laughs> you know, right, I don't right. know if she's interesting. I don't know, you know, any of that stuff. Yeah. But I still think um, people are you see somebody they're they're dressed. If they put on a neck, anything they put on is intentional. Nobody's going out in sweatpants or whatever. So if you, I think it's it's nice, even though it's, I guess you could say it's shallow, but I don't know anything about you. It, I could say, you, at most, I could be like, you have a nice energy. That's yeah. the most I could say about you that's not shallow, and it still, it still could be interpreted a little as creepy, bullshit. Yeah. yeah. But uh, if somebody's wearing something, then they put it on on purpose. So uh, if you think something's cool, I, that, I think that's a good way to start a conversation. It's just like, hey, the cool necklace. And they're usually going to take that kind of affirmation kindly. Okay, so then why do you get so anxious about it? I explain why I'm anxious going up to people for no reason and saying hello. Um, I don't, well, I'm not at bars often. Right. Um, I think usually it's because there's a group of people, and I don't know how to – I feel like I can't just walk into a group of people and be like, hey, nice necklace, and then ignore all the rest yeah, of the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, they're going to be like, well, who the fuck is this guy? Um, and then, and then I get anxious if somebody is like alone. That's why the subway was like fine for me. Cause like, right. we're both just here and it's not like creepy or whatever. But then again, I understand people don't want to be approached on the subway. Yeah. So it's kind of like that scene. For, do you ever see a beautiful mind? Yeah. Remember where he's like, the theory is like, we all have to all go not go for the pretty girl. People have to go like quote unquote attack or like go after her friends. Right. And get the defense off. And then right. w- only one of us can get at her. Right, I was like, those like nerd, brill- nerd dating brilliance. Yeah, that's those, uh, <laughs> those, uh, the pickup artist guys. They're the, they're like the, uh, the nerds that try and figure out dating strategy. And I think it worked for a while, but now that it's been mass exposed, they had, yeah. you know, they had a show called the Pickup Artist and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I think that. It, it was that, like, it, that, it's mind games. Those are the douchebags who like they figured out the codes, right? The cheat codes. We're like, oh, I don't have to be a good guy. Instead, I could just use these cheats. Yeah, I can wear Hit a circle, funny circle, triangle, and I'm in. Yeah, yeah. And it's weird because you don't you don't genuinely connect with people if you're following these things. And I think I have a friend who also used to be a pickup artist coach, uh, a friend in college, and uh, he also went to the other side where he's like, I don't want to I don't want to pe- teach people how to fuck people uh, and not connect. He's like, I want to teach people how to connect and be present and stuff like that. And so now he runs uh, like a workshop like that. I think it's called Wolf and Garden. Wolf and Garden. Yeah, with Anthony. I don't know if I if he goes by his real last name, so I won't say uh-huh. it. But uh, with yeah. Anthony, yeah, with Anthony. Yeah. Well, then what what are you, what are your your goals now? So like you're entering dang scene, but you're saying it's kind of like weird for you. It so. is weird. I mean, I'm just getting my bearings. I, I was off for so long. Um, I don't know. I I uh, I'm trying to. I I it's it is really tough. It's it's uh, the coordinating schedules is tough and. Um, 
I don't know. I'm going to give it a shot. I'll, I'll meet up with some ladies. Meet up with some ladies. Yeah, see how it goes. Do some things. Yeah. Some stuff. Yeah. Some butt play. Some butt play is always good. I, no? I won't do butt play. You don't do the butt play? No, it's weird because I have my... I'm, I would say that... Are we talking about on her or on you? Neither. Neither. I don't like okay. buttholes. You just don't like the butthole. Which is weird because I love uh, butts. <laughs> I love butts so much. I would say if it wasn't just like a common thing, like everybody loves butts, yeah. I would say it's a fetish for me almost. Okay. But I, I love butts. But there's no sexy way to say what I actually love, which is butt cheeks. So you can't be yeah. like, I love butt cheeks because that's <laughs> like just, it just sounds silly. Uh, but that's truly what it is. But I, I hate. You don't uh, like the hole. I don't like the hole. I don't like poop. Don't like poop. It doesn't, for me, it doesn't. They don't uh, have to mix. They don't have to mix, but they, you know, that's where it comes it, it can, okay. and from. And so I, I've you never been You can't mentally get past that. Yeah, I can't. Well, yeah, that's it. And I also just like, I'm not interested in, uh, I'm not interested in putting my dick somewhere that's like, doesn't feel as, I have this theory that every woman who says she likes anal sex is just has like Stockholm syndrome where oh, she's God. been, she's been with a guy who liked anal sex so much and she just like learned to like rewire her brain so she likes it but genuinely like that's just because so she could like this guy she could just have a good sexual relationship with some guy that she was in love with i know that that's not true i know okay. there are women who are genuinely love because there's a couple of women sex. right now yelling at you but i know fine. i know yeah. listen i know that the, <laughs> there are a few of you out there who genuinely love <laughs> anal sex i know that but the nerve endings you don't have a prostate and but there's the nerve still end- nerve endings around the hole there are but not nearly as many as in the vet as any part of the vagina. Sure, but it's just it's just uh you could be doing both or maybe give one clits get sore, you know? You could be doing both. If you're doing both, yeah. fine. If you're like I just need more stimulation, but that's not it. It's usually I think this no, nah, I'm not gonna go into that thing, but <laughs> I, I think that a lot of times it's a girl who was with a guy who loved anal sex and that's a whole separate issue. Uh and uh the only way she could get aboard was learn to love it. And so she's kind of like Imprint, it's imprinted on her because she right. had the sex life where she that's where they had sex all the time. But there are there are women who like it. I just think that there are more women who uh, have Stockholm syndrome. Do you have women go for yours? Have you no. had that happen? They've never tried. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. I've had women try. And then what was that? Now, what's your theory on the women who enjoy doing that to guys? Um, I think that they were with guys who like that. Okay, and so they assume that I'm going to like it, but that's. Uh, that's a more intimate uh, a talk, and you, you should find out it. Like some guys, I'm not into it, so yeah. you should ask me first. Right. I, it's I a weird. Uh, it's a weird, bold move to take. Definitely bold if like it's a first encounter. Yeah, I had it on a one night stand one, and right. I was like, "What? What are you doing? Oh, hey, she, let's have girl's, a talk." The girl's like, "She's like, oh, why? Because you'll come too quick." And I was like, "No, because I want to <laughs> stick my finger in your, your finger, in my butt." It's she not could I come too she, quick. Not for a second did she think you didn't want it. She's like, "Oh no, he just he just wants to last." She's so <laughs> convinced. <laughs> um, I had a woman do that. The someone I'm I'm seeing. Uh, we, I think we right now call her Smitten A. I think that's. How uh, I've designated because I've been dating two is it people. Indian? No, I've just I've been dating two people right now, and so like oh smitten, to, smitten, a. smitten A. I thought and then there's smitten, smitten A sounded like an Indian name to me. Yeah, and then there's smitten B. Um, okay, because I didn't know how else to call them right now. But right. I, so the first time that we um, had gotten naked in full round because we had gone out and, and things, but the first time we we got naked and she gave me a blowjob, but oh, she gave me the blowjob. She's like. She's not going in, but she's definitely like doing like some tapping. Like she's exploring my reactions to her hand being back there at all. Right. So that's, but that's normal. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. what you're doing on a first encounter is you're, 
you're exploring and you gauge people's reactions. Sure. But this girl just went straight in thumb. And I was like, whoa. If anything, not the thumb. What are you going to do with a thumb? You can't even really. Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you got to go, give a forefinger. If you're doing two finger. She middle, also thought I was I was really regularly getting butt play because she thought she was like, I can't just go. Thumbs are fin- not. This guy is going to love one. He's going to love it. <laughs> two thumb is the only thing that's going to fill that hole. That, the thumb. I don't know. It's just not even the one because I, I, you don't have the mobility to do things with it. At least with a finger, you can probably do a curl in. On the guy. To be honest, I don't know yeah. which finger she used. It felt like a thumb felt to me, but like I probably thumb. every I feel like finger she, feels like a thumb. She to could me. put a Q-tip and you'd be like, "Whoa, get your thumb yeah. out of there!" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so the second time we had hooked up, she did go and like we had had a conversation. There's still no verbal indication, but like I I allowed it. But you know, well, how was your reaction to the first time? I mean, like I'm moaning. I'm trying to give her the suge- the non-verbal suggestions to like go for it. Oh, um, but she didn't. Oh. And this is a girl who's also she's a little more sexually reserved. Like you know, she's not like right. so for her to like go on one of the first two times we hook up to just go for it. I'm like that was pretty bold. Yeah, I uh, feel like you know just never put the butt things in <laughs> <laughs> ever. You never tried that? No, no. I mean, it just makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's not an area. I just I don't like the idea that your finger is going to an area that has poop in it. Okay. Or poop residue or whatever. I know people are like, oh, you can clean it out. I'm like, I don't want to do prep work. This isn't a surgical procedure for sex. I just want to, I like sex where it's like kind of passionate and organic. And yeah. uh, I feel like if you're like doing an enema beforehand, it's like, it just, it's not like. Well, this is part of the role play. Yeah. Uh, I don't see the point. Yeah. It's just, it's a little strange to me. With that said, if I, you know, fall in love with somebody and they're like, I love anal. They're one of those girls who's like, I love anal sex, and they, I always have, and it's not because I have stock yeah, yeah. Then I'll I'll be open to it, but uh, it's really low on my priority list. That's where Otherwise, I am on anal too. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a nice guy. Like, if you ask me to fuck you in the ass, I'll fuck you in the ass, but only because you ask. Right? Yeah. I just love. What, I just, in in my opinion, uh, women like having sex uh, with their vaginas, and I love watching a girl have pleasure. Yeah. So I don't want to stick it in your place where you're going to have less pleasure. Unless you, unless like she asked for it. If she asked yeah, for it yeah. and she's going to have more pleasure, then yeah. great. But I still think that that is, <laughs> I still think that's psychosomatic overriding, <laughs> usually overriding uh, like genetic actual feelings. Like the, where, it, yeah. you know, people are wired differently. I don't know. What is, Maybe your vagina's in your butthole. <laughs> I don't know. If your clit's in your, your anus. What, do you have a, uh, you have any like kink fetish type thing? You got anything uh, in particular you're into? Uh, Mm. You like her to like retweet you in the middle of it? I don't know. <laughs> God, that would, that was hard right now. Just thinking about that. Um, You're yeah, like, I've you got know. a tweet right now. I want to check. <laughs> uh, she, then uh, I just, I, I'm, I guess I love. It's weird because once again, it's not a sexy thing, but my favorite thing. We just got to come up with a better name than, than doggy style. Ah, it's the best position. It's my favorite part of the rear woman entry. Is, that sounds like anal. Ah. Uh, but yeah, I just I just think it should just be something like that's like everybody lo- like. What, just what like would you rename Belgian it? Belgian waffles. Belgian, you did rename it Belgian waffles. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> like if everybody called it Belgian waffles, it'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. It really is Belgian waffles. <laughs> I don't but, feel objectified. But I don't want to do think Belgian about, waffles. Yeah, it's no the, one's gonna be like, what you want to fuck me like I'm a waffle. <laughs> You want to fuck me like I'm a I'm a, just a waffle. Yeah, but, it, but yeah, but you put doggy style since it, it almost makes it less. 
it makes it seem like uh, you're you're not connected or like you're removed from it, yeah. but it's just the best position in my. I mean, it's, for me, it's, it's my favorite. Yeah, position. you get really deep. You get really deep, and it's the best. Uh, I just feel like it's it's yeah, it's amazing. What's your position on doggy style, Stephen? In terms of, is it a favor of yours? It depends. It depends. Wait, what does it depend on? Well, see, a lot of times doggy style is like the last like hoorah. Like I'm going, I'm going all out on this one. Okay, this is make or break it here. You're coming in doggy style. Ninety-nine percent of the time, I'd say yes. What is it a training thing for you? You make it sound like you're. It, it's like the final event in American Gladiators. What's going on? Well, that, that's the idea. Here. Oh, okay. It's the, usually what I've seen. You have an act. Yeah. You do a whole act, and that's the closer. <laughs> that's the okay. Closer. Yeah, that's like, oh, okay. Flipping like, you know, over real smooth, and then I'm like, all right, here's what's going to happen. Oh, okay. Do you say all that out loud? I do. Okay. I, 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 like, <laughs> I think that might be ruining it a little bit. It's like one of those comedians who says, okay, and now I'm going to do my closer. You know? <laughs> it's going to be real smooth. <laughs> it's like the comedian who acknowledges he has no transitions. I like we just put you on the spot and they made fun of you immediately. <laughs> Thank you, roommate Steven. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it, too, in like an hour from now. <laughs> Do you listen to the podcast immediately afterwards? Well, to edit it, yeah. I mean, oh, like to put it all together. It. Gotcha. I mean, I gotta, I gotta do an intro and then right. I re-listen to it and write down like what we did for show notes that no one's ever gonna read. Dumb. And oh uh, yeah, the parts where I sound dumb, <laughs> the parts where like I'm quote unquote problematic. Now um, you just edit the guests to, like words together just to uh, make them sound like they're praising you the whole time. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you were about to praise me before we started. I was like, no, no, no. Remember when I, when oh, I was, yeah. I was so sure that I was gonna come up again. I said, well, save all, here. save all those compliments. And we're going. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, what I was saying, and now I, I know it seems uh, not organic, but I, what I was saying is that you were telling me all these stories where you were like doing, you know, gang bangs and stuff like that. This was before you, I think before you had the podcast, yeah, yeah. and you were just kind of living, I, I feel like, a side of most men that is like a fantasy, like where they, they might go look at that porn or something like that, and they might get off on it in their heads, but they wouldn't actually go and do it. And I kind of respected the shit out of that, the fact that you were just... You're like, yeah, I'm just like I answered a, a an ad on Craigslist for like a cuckold or whatever. You were doing like just so many crazy yeah. things, and I was always enjoying the stories. And I was like, I don't think that I could ever do that, or I don't know if I would want to do that. But I love that you are actually doing it. Like I, I think like maybe a different version of me would go do those things. I would just happy with the, the porn, but I would I would get too freaked out and be neurotic about all, everything. <laughs> don't worry, I, I get I freak out a little bit too. That's why I don't fuck at most of the. Craigslisty things because it's less pressure. Mm. Like I don't want to go to a gangbang where I promise I'm gonna fuck them and then get nervous and can't get it up. And uh, I'd rather be like, because like uh, oral, you know, I can, I can get through that. Right, I can fake my way through a blowjob, but right. Uh, but well, but but thank you. Those are those are kind words. Uh, well, they yeah. and then I was really happy that you're doing the podcast because I feel like it is an interesting thing, and uh, I feel like uh, at least. Yeah, I, I think this is a good good outlet for for that uh, very interesting aspect of your life. Mm. Well, I like to edit the show so I can like, you know, um, if you didn't say that, I can just take all those syllables from everything else you've said. Right. And I piece together something nice. Uh, nice <laughs> right. at the end. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. You're like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was going to say something ridiculous. I couldn't think of it. Uh, <laughs> um, you just edited it together. So I'm like, remember when you were on TV and I just give you all my credits? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You remember when I got edited out of America's Got Talent? I was so mad. Yeah. But uh, you edited. So it's like, remember when 
Billy got edited into America's Got Talent instead of me. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Yeah. Sorry. That was a, that was a weird tangent. No, that was, that was good. That just, was fine. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're not going to be mad that I just gave you compliments. Not at all. Not in the slightest. <laughs> um, but but so uh, I was going to say, uh, I wasn't going to say anything. I got both the things I had written down for oh, you. Oh, yeah. Uh, I write down fake what, notes. Do I, have, do I have fetishes? That's what you asked me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't think so. I do like a little, um, I, I mean, I, I like, okay, so, okay, yeah, no, I like face setting. That's fun. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I sit on her face. No. That, I don't know. Somebody, that would that would go against all of my not liking buttholes thing. Um, no, I I, lo- I think it's a uh, strange because I feel like um, if I look up face sitting online, it's all this like humiliation stuff and all right. this. But uh, I, that's not what I you like, just like about the it. Position. I just like the position, and I almost feel like um, for it, there's my so neck's much... getting sore just thinking about being in that position. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the position, but it's also like I feel like it's uh, this reverse domination thing mm-hmm. online, and uh, for me, it's like I like the the power dynamics too, but I like, it's like, okay, you're, you're dominant now. And like, I'll get you off and then I'll fuck you. So it's like your power, you're the power person, but now I'm the power person. Right. We're both so powerful. We're a bunch of powerful people. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's have power sex. Power I don't sex. know. I, I am into that. Um, but, uh, I don't have many fetishes. I do like the, the dominance stuff, but not, not like, I don't like whips or leather or anything. I just like to be assertive and kind of you go like back to and be forth. In charge. I like to be in charge, but I like to go back and forth. With okay. It. Interesting. Yeah. Well, like like Batman versus Superman, but if they fucked. Yeah. I mean, I often have the girls dress up as Superman. That is, and uh, and I not super well, not super not super. No, cool. no, no, I reenact the movie Batman versus Superman. Oh God, that yeah. sounds terrible. Yeah, it's according pretty, to the reviews, it's yeah. still going to gross a lot of money, but like it's just not very good. Right, right, right. Yeah, which is <laughs> that's my sex life. <laughs> that sounds exciting. I'm like, come here, Superman. I'm going to use my tools on you. Yeah. And everyone's like, hey, here's Wonder Woman. It's like, get her out of here. This is about us right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know she hasn't been in a movie Actually, in decades, but <laughs> fucking lady, get out of here. I didn't see the movie, but I, yeah, I heard it was really bad. And and I, uh, I remember when they announced it, they were like, people were freaking out because they said Ben Ben Affleck is going to be Batman. And I was like, I always play contrarian. So I was right. like, he's a very talented actor. He's made such a good career for himself. Let me find a scene of him being like a, and I couldn't find one. He's not, he has no range. He's really? he's always been Affleck in every movie. Uh, I, I couldn't find an emo- I couldn't find an been, emotional scene for him. It's Ben Affleck with uh, with var- uh, he has a range of Boston accent <laughs> from like no accent to full on Southie. That's basically every movie. Just yeah. depends on like the uh, that's his range, but still Ben Affleck. Yeah. So then I couldn't even, even Dogma. It. It's Ben Affleck with wings. That's <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, you usually can't tell from a trailer. Because some trailers make a movie look amazing and then it's right. garbage because they're cutting out all the bad stuff. They just leave the good stuff. Yeah, and even like, the trailer like, like was this bad. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> even with the trailer for that, I was like, "This is going to be bad." Oh man! Because if this is the best stuff and it looks awful, that's not good. Mm. I predicted that one right. It's unfortunate. Though I haven't seen it though. There's plenty of movies that have gotten bad reviews, and I, I tend to I them. tend to trust Mike Lawrence's opinion. If I if I see it on Facebook, I'll be like, okay. He said it. He says no good. I probably won't see it when oh, it comes okay. to, when it comes to comic book movies. Right, rocking man. Well, uh, do do you? So you are a very funny comedian. Do you have anything you want to plug? Did you do that in an accent? 
Huh? You were like, you are a very funny comedian. <laughs> oh, he's doing characters. I think now. I don't think I, fra- I I worded the sentence in my head, and so I got like halfway through the sentence and I tripped, and then that's okay. what came out. <laughs> Borat came out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're a very funny comic. Do you have anything you want to plug? I know you uh, you're all, you're huge on Twitter at Brett Druck. Yeah, I uh, yeah, you, I'll, I'll have my podcast running soon i feel bad ah. if you're listening to this and you're you're one of the guys on instagram who always tells me to get my podcast started i'm sorry i know i keep saying i'm gonna get it next month it's just uh i gotta i gotta get it together um what's your podcast gonna be about well, that's the, why i haven't gotten it together is i don't know uh i don't want to be stuck in a niche uh-huh. a niche i don't know how it's pronounced um but i also i don't want to be stuck in a girl named denise <laughs> um but I, I don't know what to talk about. And I don't really know what if there's a theme that I want to be stuck in. So I just, and then I don't know what to call it. Right. So I just, I, I got to figure it out. I don't know. Well, so then why do you want to start a podcast? Because people, because I have people who want to listen to my opinions. People yell at you being like, start a podcast. Yeah. I guess I should ask them. I'll be like, what do you want it to be about? Yeah. I mean. Um, but there are people who like my jokes. So maybe I should do something with jokes. I don't know. Just do, just do a new hour every week. Yeah, that'll never happen. <laughs> you have any um, like big shows coming up? You wanna? Uh, ooh, uh, let me look at my cat. Sorry, um, hopefully you can yeah, edit this cow. part. That's fine, uh, probably. Because I got a <coughs> LG phone that's terrible. It's gonna take me ten years to open my calendar. Okay. Oh boy. Oh man. Excited! Wow. What a letdown! If you're like, actually, no, I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> who who are you middling for? In May, I'm in at Brad Garrett's comedy club in Vegas, and I don't know who I'm middling for there. I think I'm middling for Hofstetter, Steve oh, Hofstetter. Um, Steve Hofstetter's great. Yeah, at Morty's and at the Kentucky... The, the Laughing Derby. Derby. The Laughing Derby yeah. in Kentucky. Um, but I'm not sure if he just booked me or if I'm middling for him. Um, and then... Uh, okay, so April 2nd, I'm going to be at Old York Cellars in... I don't know where that somewhere in South Jersey. Um, but you're probably not gonna come to that. So after that, uh April 9th will be at Treehouse Comedy Club in Westport, Connecticut. But South South Jersey, Westport, Connecticut. Uh people we should go check them out there. Yeah. And Brett, thanks for coming on the show, man. Dude, thanks for having me, man. Thanks it for ha- thanks for being a good dude. And guys, uh think of a better name for doggy style sex, please, for me. Yeah. Tweet it at us. Tweet, we'll, we'll, tweet, we'll decide what it's called now. T- tweet at us. Uh, and if you don't have Twitter, you can email me, manhorpod at gmail.com, and I'll tweet it for you. Yeah. yeah. We're going to come to a conclusion. We're going to rename this thing. We're going yeah. to start If you movement. guys like Belgian waffles, we'll do that. Belgian waffles? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone, uh, have a good weekend. Uh, do your girl Be- Belgian waffle style. I'll see you later. Bye. Sorry about the anal. <laughs> Okay, anal ladies, deep breaths, put down your pitchforks. It's okay. It's okay. Not everyone's going to get it, and he even admitted he's wrong. It's okay. (laughs) You're welcome to keep enjoying your butt stuff. I'm not going to, I don't care if it's Stockholm Syndrome or not. You do you, boo boo, okay? (laughs) Um, Had so much fun chit chatting with Brett. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. As usual, if you have found this episode pleasurable, I hope you will take a moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes. That is so important, not just to download the show, but to leave a rating and review. 
helps other people discover it, bumps me up those ranks. Uh, I don't want it just to be a rank queen. Uh, I want the higher ranking for higher visibility so we can help more people find this podcast. Okay? And, uh, and look, you all know I love hearing from you. Oh, my God. It's one of the brightest moments of my day when, uh, when I get to hear from you fan horse. Okay? Sometimes it's on the Man Whore Podcast subreddit at r slash Podcast. Over there, you can comment on each individual episode. You can post whatever you want. You can ask me questions. You can answer my questions. And uh, we, we mentioned it before, but it is, no, it is not news that I'm a big fan of the Twitters. So if you got Twitter, you better be following me already at the Billy Persida. Say hello. Use the hashtag ManWhorePodcast. Let me know what you think about the show. Uh, you can also follow our guest, Brett Druck, at B-R-E-T-T. D-R-U-C-K. Say hey to the both of us. Tag us both. Uh, and if you want to say something a little more privately, a little longer than 140 characters, you can always email me at manhorpod at gmail.com. LA Whores, Wednesday, April 6th. I want to see you at the dark room on Melrose. Come hang out with me. All right, otherwise, I'm just going to sit there by myself at 7 o'clock and play Candy Crush. And that's not very fun. <laughs> So come on and over and hang out. Last but certainly not least, if you can, if you got a dollar, you got a dollar fifty, five dollars, whatever you can, please make a donation to the Manhor Podcast on Patreon. Okay, we're all, we've broken forty patrons and two hundred dollars per month pledged. Uh, let's keep going with that. Go to Patreon.com/slash/ManhorPodcast. Make your pledge today, folks. Next week's guest. Oh my gosh, she was such a delight fucking amazing woman i am so excited to share my conversation with her with you she's kind of life-changing okay so tune in next week next wednesday or you know whenever you choose to listen to your podcasts but until then have a great week have an even better weekend and as always stay slutty (laughs) 